before we get started, first I want to thank Ms. Ms. Brandy and Aaron for allowing me to take the, take the stage tonight, or this morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so the title of today's message is going to be Seeing Through God's Eyes. Now, I want to apologize in advance. I can tend to be a little bit blunt sometimes and, straight, and straightforward with things, but... And yeah, I hope you all survived. All right, so oftentimes we see we see we see other people, specifically the specifically the non-Christian people, and we and we try to evangelize, but sometimes they just like walk away and stuff like that. They don't they don't entirely like to listen, and they we wonder how can they reject Christ so easily? How can how can they just how why, why and why is it that when we try to preach to them the gospel, they just turn away so easily? Well, there's many, many reasons for that, but God put it on my heart recently to go over one specific reason. And that reason is how the church acts towards people outside of it. You see... I had to go outside outside my normal resources of just just the Bible to find some information on this. But according to Carrie, I cannot pronounce that last name, Nuif Wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> an influential an influential church planter and writer of multimedia leadership content on his. News, newsake, namesake, I'm sorry, web, website, three things that non-Christian people look down upon Christians for doing. One of those, the, those three things are avoiding fellowship outside of the church. We tend to do that a lot. <laughs> Being a hypocrite. And most importantly, judging others. And that's, while the first two are important to helping us change our worldview, they are merely subcategories of the third one being judge, judgment. So that's what I want to cover today. So the problem of judgment. As humans, we tend to judge things, whether it be objects, thoughts, or other people in general. It is human nature to try and see things from our own imperfect understanding. This leads to a lot of conflict between people, mainly because we judge when, when we judge, we're expressing our own opinion to other people about other people. And, we, and not always is our opinion correct because we're human, we're sinful. <laughs> Nor is anyone else really cor correct. The only person who's ever 100% correct all the time is Christ. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We can, if we, like, as I just said, we're not, always, we're not always correct, but God is always correct. So we can, we can lean on him for our, for understanding in anything. Now, as Christians, which I'm assuming the majority of you are, 
we tend to be the, among the most judgmental of people. A lot of the time we judge those who do not know Christ because of their action, the actions they commit and the things that they say and, or even believe. We tend, to, we tend to judge them for that. Just because it's, not, it's against what we believe, what we believe is right. This makes it difficult for people to see Christ as a kind and loving lawgiver that he is. Now, all of us have been in that state at one point or another. We, we all were lost at some point, so why should we judge those that are lost? Matthew 7, 2 says, For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, you will be measured back to you. This goes to tell us that because we are Christians doesn't mean that we are exempt from judgment either. And at one point, I, at some point in time, I can guarantee that every single one of you in this room have been judged by somebody. It doesn't feel good to be judged, does it? No. And it's not, it's not our place to judge one another. For we are not to be judges unto the world, but as messengers, because we are Christians. We are to preach the the message of God, to preach the gospel, to lead others towards Christ. So why do we continue to judge? Why do we continue to judge the the people outside of the church? Well, there's a few simple answers for that. One is that we think we are right because we follow, we follow Christ and his commandments. But that's not true because we're still sinful. It's just God forgave us of all that when we decided to give our hearts to the Lord. And, and honestly, it's human nature to want to be right. Everybody wants to be right about something. And so as Christians, because we know that, that Christ is ultimately right, we think that we are right as well. No, not all the time. We, we read in James 4.12 that there is no lawgiver who is able to save and destroy except for Christ. So who are you to judge another? The more and more we continue to judge one another, the less people will trust Christ. People will look at our actions and, and prejudge the authority above us, which is Christ. They'll see that because we judge the people outside of the church and even each other sometimes, they'll, see, they'll, they'll, pre, they'll prejudge our God, Christ, and think that he's a very judgmental God. And he's not the loving caregiver that, that everybody says to be, he is. We want to be good examples un, unto those other people. We want to show Christ, we want to show the people that Christ is that amazing, loving lawgiver that he is. God wants us to not judge others, but to bring them to him so they can be saved. 
What better way to do this than to show them the grace that we've all been shown at one point? Jesus died on the cross for us. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 23 when he was on the cross. With all that said, how can we learn to not prejudge people? Well, the best solution for this is to use our God's eyes when we look towards others. When we look at others, if we use his eyes and see what he sees, that'll be, that's the first step to not, pre, not judging people. In order to give grace, we first must see how God gives it. God, like the loving father he is, gives his grace to all who choose to believe in him and choose to repent for their sin. Though this grace he, he gives us, through, his, through this grace, he gives us his law, not to try to make us perfect or to make us feel imperfect, but to help us become more like him. Simply labeling ourselves as Christians is not enough to gain the reward he has humbly given us, eternal life in heaven. He's all given us grace at one point. We were all sinful people at, some, at one point or another. We all did some stuff that we probably shouldn't have. Don't, I don't know what it is with you guys, but I can definitely say that I was, I was lost. I was sinful. I still am because I'm human. But I try my best to be like Christ. And we should, too, all of us should. So why should we, ju why should we go to others and, and judge them? For being sinful. The next step to giving grace is to see how God sees others. God sees everyone as his children and with the potential to come into his kingdom if they so choose. No matter what sin you have committed, he still loves you so much. He wants to be with you. He wants us to be with him in heaven to spend eternity with him. He doesn't want us to go down to hell. No. He wants us to be worshiping him. He gives, a, but he still gives us this choice. He doesn't force it because he's not, he's not a forceful God. He gives us the choice to choose whether we choose the path of eternal life or eternal death. And that's what we should be showing, that's what we should be showing other people. Our, our own worldly understanding will not get more people to come to the church. A lot of the time, us Christians, we end up offending, we end up offending others because we can be very judgmental. We are quite judgmental towards the outside, outside because of their sins. But if we teach them how to repent, if we teach them that God is a loving God and we show that through our own actions... 
then we will bring more people towards the church. We will bring more people towards God. And that's what he wants us to do as evangelists. We are, we are to go, go forth and make disciples of all the nations. That was our commandment. But if we prevent our God is so understanding and loving that he will forgive us of all of our sins, regardless of the circumstance. And the instant you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Lord, kaboom, you're forgiven. <laughs> Just like that. He won't, he won't ever think about that, that sin again. He'll say, you are forgiven. I forgive you. Because you simply decided to come to me and say, I'm sorry for what I did. Forgive me, Father. I'm having a lot of fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of skipped over my notes a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> we must use his eyes towards others to see what he is willing to forgive, and see that he is willing to forgive them no matter what they have sinned. To bring people to the church, we must first heal. And the only way to do that is by showing ourselves that, that grace as well. Because sometimes we can yeah, we can forgive others, but we also need to remember to forgive ourselves sometimes. Because sometimes, I know, personally, recent, as of recently, I had been dealing with some unforgiveness on myself. I had done some things that I made, I made some mistakes, especially in schooling, and I was not very forgiving of myself. I'm like, I didn't want to forgive myself, but God eventually got to me. He always wins. <laughs> and I can say, I also used to, about eight months back, I used to be quite a judgmental person. I would judge others outside. I would. I would, I would be like, how can they not follow Christ? They're sinful people. Go away. And, and I would do that. But then, God, God put me in a interesting position on, my, on a swim team as the, as the team captain of our Christian swim team. And that forced, that forced me to become less judgmental and Bring, the, bring others towards Christ. And my first person, the first person that I had, I had met that was struggling with their walk with Christ was, was in October 7th. And God pointed them out to me and said, they need your help. Are you going to sit back and judge them? Or are you going to be the evangelist I have called you to be? and bring them towards Christ. And, said, and I said, well, I want to follow your commandments, Lord. 
you put me in this position for a reason, so I'm going to go forth and make disciples. And now, that, per that person, because I came to them and showed them Christ, they became a really strong believer. They were, yes, they were still a believer, but they were, they were lost. And then I showed them God's grace and God's mercy, his forgiveness, because they could not forgive themselves. They didn't think they deserved to be forgiven. But then I, being the messenger, came up and said, hey, God forgives you. Don't you think you should forgive yourself too? Now that person is one of the strongest believers I know. She is an amazingly strong believer nowadays. We must remember not to judge others based off of what we know and understand because our understanding can be very flawed. We should use God's eyes and see what he sees in others to give them the grace that he, that he gives them. Ooh, this one's a pretty long one. 1 Peter 1, 13 through, through 20, New King James Version. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without par partially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corrupted things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct receiving by, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as the lamb without blemish, without spot, he indeed has foredoned before the foundation of the world was manifested in these last times for you. And that's all I have. <laughs> oh, and just a side note, I did get permission from that person to talk, to talk about their testimony, okay? And she is, she is also my girlfriend, so. He's skipping away. He's happy to announce that. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, he, as he pointed out, if we want to see the droves come to Jesus, we got to see them through the eyes of Jesus. Jesus tells us in Revelation how we can get the eyes of Jesus. He says to the church of Laodicea, who is this church who is experiencing hypocrisy because they're not seeing the world through Jesus' eyes. They're not seeing themselves through Jesus' eyes. Jesus says to them, so I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire, then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me, 
so you will not be shamed by your nakedness, an ointment for your eyes, so you will be able to see. In other words, stop relying on your own righteousness because then you get judgy. Look to Jesus. Get it from Jesus. He will give you you white robes, so never mind this. He's going to give them white robes, so never mind that. And then he's going to give you salve for your eyes so you can see. If you want to see people like Jesus does, look to Jesus. All right. We got one more uh, speaker here, and his is going to be uh, more of a testimony. And I have uh, known this fella, too, for just about his entire life. And um, he has walked with the Lord uh, his whole life. He's uh, played worship. You saw him lead worship today. He's so talented in so many different ways. But what's especially exciting to me about this guy is that just within, I don't know, the past year, even though he's always walked with God and he's always loved the Lord, within the past year, it's, or maybe it was, I don't know how long it was, it just, this fire has just increased by like huge degrees. Now this guy is full of passion for Jesus and it makes me so excited to welcome Avner Gonda. Thank you. All right, uh, so I'm just going to start off by introducing myself. Yes, I'm Avner Ganda, uh, one of the many children of <laughs> Laura and Jeremiah Ganda. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm just going to be sharing kind of my life so far, my testimony, walk with the Lord. Uh, he's done some great things in my life, uh, and I wouldn't change anything if I could. Uh, so first, quick recap of kind of what my life has looked like. Um, I've always grown up having wonderful Christian parents. Um, I've been in a big family for as long as I can remember, with a lot of siblings who I love very much. Uh, I've been very blessed, and I'm very thankful that I did grow up in a Christian family with parents who love each other. That's probably the, one of the biggest blessings I've had in my life for sure. Um, okay, so growing up, I always knew about the Lord. Uh, my parents were always talking about him, reading Bible stories. I gave my life to the Lord, I think, around three or four years old. Um, and I remember that pretty clearly. Uh, and then growing up, after that, things, he was never like my main focus in life. I knew about him. I knew he loved, or I loved him. Uh, but I was never super into the whole reading your Bible thing or praying to him. Because um, I thought that was kind of boring. Um, but he was still somewhat of a priority in my life. And I liked to hear the Bible stories. Um, and I liked being prayed for, specifically. Um, I've always enjoyed that. Uh, but then I always kind of had something else going on in my life that I was more focused on. Uh, the big one being gymnastics, uh, which I did for about eight years of my life. And that was one of the best choices that I made because it built me up in many ways, not just physically, but also mentally uh, and even spiritually a little bit. Um, and then after that, we started coming here again back in like, around 2019, I think. 
uh, and shortly after that, we started the youth group here. And joining that uh, was a lot of fun for me. I got to connect with old friends uh, who I hadn't seen in a while because we were always moving around. Um, and then I also met new friends who are now my best friends. Um, so youth group was a lot of fun. And then we started doing worship and I decided to try out for the drums. And my dad had a little bit of experience with that. My mom had an old kit that we set up and my dad showed me a few beats, stuff like that. And I started playing and realized that I loved the drums. So uh, I've been doing that in youth group and now that also is a huge priority in my life. Uh, I absolutely love it. I love playing on Sundays. Uh, and it's a way that I just kind of connect with the Lord. Um, so I'm hoping to continue to do that for a while. Uh, but anyway, in youth group, I was learning more about the Lord, getting closer to him, but I still didn't have that passion for him. Um, so I knew I wanted to go deeper, but I just, I wasn't at the point yet where I was willing to take that step and give my whole heart to him. Um, not that I was specifically thinking that, but it just wasn't really in my heart at the time. Um, okay. So the first time that I remember really feeling the Lord in a powerful way and seeing him move uh, was a conference that we had back in 2021, I think, the, called the Go For It Conference. Uh, and I received a lot of words that night. Um, I was praying. I was worshiping. That was a lot of fun. I felt that I was able to open up more. Um, and a lot of the words that I received uh, actually spoke to me in a powerful way. And I'll probably share some of those later on as they have to do with what I feel called to do now. So uh, that night was really good. And then we had another night in December, I believe it was, uh, which was the Making Room Conference. And once again, I received a lot of words. I connected with the Lord even more, and I knew that, uh, that my passion for him was growing. I wanted to go deeper in my relationship with him, uh, but I still wasn't as on fire for him as I saw in other people. Uh, until our first youth retreat, um, which was last year, I believe, 2022, um, that was really awesome. Uh, once again, I received a lot of words. Worship was amazing. Uh, I clearly heard the Lord speak to me, which that was probably the one, of, one of the first times that I can remember. Um, so that was awesome. I was feeling great about that, um, all the while growing deeper in my relationship with him. Uh, I received some words from Alan and Jeremiah, which I'll share later on. Um, and then from there... I was growing deeper, walking with the Lord more, um, but it still, he still wasn't my main focus until about, it was last fall, um, and this is kind of where my life took a big turn of events, uh, and something happened that I was, that was really hard for me, um, and my father told me that I should write a song about what I was experiencing because uh, he said that's what he did and that helped him. 
So I took his wisdom. I wrote a song. It was actually one of the songs that we played today called Keep Your Eyes on Him. Um, and I started to, to discover this, uh, this friendship with the Lord that I had never felt before. And I realized, like, oh, my gosh, this God, he loves me more than anyone else could ever love me. He's always going to be there for me. Um, so I fell in love with him, and I just felt really comforted knowing that I had a friend in him and that he would never leave me or forsake me. Um, so then from there, uh, I just kept growing in the spirit. Uh, I was writing more songs. I have about six written so far. Um, yeah, so that's pretty awesome. I'm excited for that, and I'm excited to write more um, because I know that worship is a big part of my life, and it's something that I want to continue for a long time. Um, let me see here. Okay, so yeah, that whole experience brought me a lot closer to the Lord. Uh, and then, from there, I was reading the Bible more, started to get into that, and realized that it's not so bad, and the stories are actually pretty cool. Um, I was praying a lot more every night before I went to bed. I would pray, um, and my prayers, I was just feeling a lot more open with them, more of like a conversation with the Lord rather than uh, the idea that I had before. So I, I felt I could talk to him about anything really. Uh, thank him for his love, for what he was doing in my life. Um, and then, after that, the next important thing that happened in my life was our second youth retreat, which was just last February. Um, so that, once again, was a great experience, one of the best that I've ever had in my life. Uh, once again, I received more words, but I felt more free than I ever had before. I was able to sing and dance without really caring what anybody thought of me. Um, so yeah, that was very liberating. Uh, I loved that feeling, and I wanted to keep that feeling. I didn't want to grow distant or fall away from that at all. So I kept pursuing the Lord. Um, and then... Next, I started uh, doing evangelism with uh, my family, with Ezra, uh, in the group that we have called War Built. Uh, we would go out on the streets and then basically just share the word, uh, ask people if we could pray for them. And that's been a great experience because that's boosted my confidence incredibly. Like, just last year, I never would have thought that I would be out on the streets talking to strangers because that was like the last thing that I ever wanted to do. Um, even being up here right now, like if you knew me before, you'd know that I was always very quiet. Um, didn't speak out a lot, more of a listener, uh, which I was fine with that. But I'm very happy now that the Lord has given me the courage and the confidence to be on stage right now and speak to you. Um, so even that in itself is a, a great testimony. Um, okay, so from there, I'll just kind of share what I feel the Lord is doing in my life. Um, so like I said, I've been evangelizing, and I feel a big calling for that. Uh, and several of the words that I received have confirmed that. Even my name kind of confirms that, um, or the meaning of my name anyway. 
and I believe the Lord wants me to go out and preach the gospel, speak to the people. I don't know if it's going to be large groups or small groups. Um, I know he wants me to continue with worship. Um, so I'll start off. My name, Avner, means Father's Light. So I know he wants me to be a light to the world. Uh, and then let me move to one of the words that I received and the conferences I talked about. Okay, um, so first one, uh, Jasmine also gave me a word. Uh, she said, I will be like a lion, strong and fierce and courageous. Um, and I'm definitely feeling that more than I was uh, a little bit ago. Uh, and then someone else gave me the word, I will be like the dove in the story of Noah and the ark and go out and be a messenger to the world just as the dove went out to find dry land and brought back the olive branch. So at that time, I thought that was pretty cool, but I didn't uh, know how far I was actually going to take that. Um, and then, let me flip back. Okay, so first youth retreat, Jeremiah gave me a word. Um, and I wrote, he saw a vision of this great darkness. Then he saw me leading a massive army, all glowing with a brilliant light. We charged toward the dark army and utterly destroyed them. So, uh, and then Alan gave me this word. I would be like a pathfinder leading people in the way to Christ. So I could see kind of similarity between those two, being a leader kind of role, which at that time I didn't feel like I was going to be able to do because, uh, like I said, it was quiet. I didn't like speaking out or uh, having all that attention on me. Uh, but now I'm much better with it. Uh, and then, let me see, here it is. Uh, so last December, I was praying and asking the Lord about something, uh, and I decided to go to scriptures to just see if I could get an answer. So I uh, just kind of randomly flipped, and it ended up uh, in Matthew 8, where it talks a lot about faith. Uh, and then I continue to read on to like the beginning of Matthew 10, where basically Jesus gives his disciples the authority to go out and cast out demons and heal the sick and diseased and stuff. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. And I knew that uh, was speaking to me in some way. And then I decided to just randomly flip to another passage because uh, that wasn't the answer I was looking for. Um, so I flipped to, or I landed on Luke 9, I believe it was. Yes. And uh, once again, it was random, so I didn't know where I was going. But that just so happened to talk about the exact same thing that I had just read in Matthew 10, where the Lord sends his disciples out to cast out the demons to heal the sick and disease. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's probably trying to tell me something here. Um, okay, so then, let me see. Was there anything else? 
Okay, so those were, yeah, just a few of the words that I received talking about what I believe to be my calling. Uh, so with that, I just want to say that I'm super blessed to be here right now. I'm extremely excited for what the Lord's doing in my life and what he's doing in all of our lives. Uh, and I'm also very excited for what he's going to do very soon. And I know that he has a big role for me. Oh, that's right. The other thing, one of the words I forgot, that's what I was trying to remember. Okay, a word from Mr. Ted. He said, I'm marked by God, and I'm going to have a really important job, like a Navy SEAL, not something like loading the dishwasher. <laughs> and I'm going to do something really special for God. Um, so that one makes me really excited to know uh, that the Lord would choose me for something great like that. It's very humbling, because I'm always like, there are millions of other people out there, but you chose me for this job. So um, I'm thrilled to be part of this. Uh, that's about all I have, so thank you. Uh.